0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Call Room Banter. I'm your co host, Ben Blankenship, Olympic finalist, three time U.S. champion, and world record holder. I've been in call rooms with some of the best athletes in the world, and I'm here to give you my raw, unfiltered, hot takes.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm your co host, Jesse Gabriel. I'm Ben's better half. I was a very mediocre D1 sprinter jumper and then an assistant coach at the University of Minnesota, but I've spent the last decade working in track and field marketing and communications. I've helped to put on Olympic trials and world championships, and basically, I'm just here to keep this train on the rails. All right, it's been a little bit since you've heard from us. Ben is deep in marathon training, and I've been on vacation with my family in Greece, but we are back now and we are ready to banter. Today, we're going to be talking all things world championships, which are right around the corner. August 19th through 27th, the event is taking place in Budapest in Hungary. Given the quality of the competition and performances in 2023 so far, I have a feeling that these champs are going to blow us away. So we're going to do predictions again, uh, distance predictions, who's making the podium, how do the Americans fare, what are our gut reactions to the start lists and the events in general. So we're going to start off with the 800-meter women's the world lead in this event is by Keeley hodgkinson she ran 155 77 and team of the race i don't know does a thingmo run question mark what do you think ben
0: yo 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 i i agree i i think it's insane that we're a few days out and we still don't have answers as a general public and with all the pullouts i it's a, it's a new world New era that we're living in. I think back to early early days where athletes were duct taping their feet together to make the start lines, and now it's longevity over instant gratification. Bougie versus dirt bags. He
1: says the dirt bag.
0: <laughs> the motto, life oh, motto.
1: Okay, back on point. I think. If a thing runs, you have to assume it's, again, a Keeley versus a thing Mo battle. If a thing doesn't run, I kind of feel like it's Keeley versus the field. Mary Mora has obviously had a pretty incredible season so far. I mean, there are big names in this field. Like we said, a thing, Keeley, Mary Mora of Kenya. We have Gemma Riki, the Brit. We have Natoya Ghoul of Jamaica. Um, there are a couple Australians and Katrina Bissett and Abby Caldwell. We have Halima Nakai from Uganda. There are a lot of very high caliber athletes in this field. In addition to the potential of a thing running with her by, we also have Nia Akins, who was the U.S. champion, Raven Rogers, and Kayla Edwards from the U.S. team. How do you think it's going to shake out?
0: I, I... I... I think it'll go as predicted. I think all, all the favorites will make the final, and then it'll come down to the last 200 meters. And I'd like to see Keeley do something a little different if, if it's a thing versus Keely. but we'll see, we'll see who shows up. I, I have a feeling that a thing might run only, only due to the fact that Sage Hurta is in, in Boulder still. And I think she would have she would have gone over by now if she was the alternate.
1: But I don't think they can run an alternate for the bye, can they? She would be the alternate. She would be the alternate for if one of the three.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Three who finished top three at USA's didn't go. But if a thing doesn't go, no one yeah. replaces her. So she doesn't she doesn't have to worry about taking a spot away from anybody it, else. It's her spot, and that's it. I think
0: that's that's very true that's a good that's a good point uh yeah i i i do think that pretty much everybody will make the final i think we we'll, might lose one but we're gonna have gemma we're gonna have natalia google we'll have hodgkinson we'll have rogers we'll have mary mora and then it and then it's really races on
1: yeah i feel like what a thing showed in the 1500 at USA's makes it really hard to bet against her if she shows up. But ever since the beginning of this season, I've just kind of had a feeling about Keely. I think even if a thing shows up, I I kind of I don't know I kind of put my money on Keely. Maybe that's blasphemy.
0: How does she How does she beat a thing then?
1: Like tactically?
0: Yeah, a thing is super strong. She's obviously fast. How do you do it?
1: I just think. So Keely came out and ran that 155, right? And she even seemed surprised that in the fitness that she had, she was able to run that fast. And that was pretty early in the season. And I just feel like if your training is going like that and you are able to execute such a fast race and have it be like, man, I wasn't expecting to run that fast today, Versus I was ready, and that I knew it was in me, kind of an attitude. That just makes me feel like we haven't even begun to scratch the surface of what Keeley Hodgkinson can do, and and that's why I would that's why I would put money on it. I mean, maybe that's a little bit more of a feeling than a you know expertise sort of pick, but I don't know that that 155 blows me away.
0: I I look at it and I think it's almost that perfect storm. You've come off all that strength work indoors you're you're just getting back onto the track doing some fast stuff your legs aren't tired yet from from racing you haven't traveled much you get out there you're pretty excited to finally have that opportunity to put on your jersey you feel great you're a little bit ignorant of of how fast you're really running and everything kind of comes together Now we move to the bigger stage, you're a few more races into the season, and now tactically you'll have to figure out how to beat a thing. I think she can run a lot of different ways. It can be fast, it can be slow, but I think there's got to be a surprise somewhere. And maybe Mora does something that's unexpected, and it throws both of them off, and that leaves the door open for Keeley to do something super special.
1: I mean, I definitely don't think that Mary Mora is coming in thinking I'm fighting for the bronze medal. There's no way. Just based on the season that she's had already, she's not anticipating going in here for scraps. She's going to win. And I think that, I mean, I think that it's pretty hard to pick against any of them for the podium spots. I mean, Nia Akins had an incredible run at USA's. Raven has obviously been consistent on the global stage. We have a few others. I mean, has been kind of chomping at the bit to sort of be right there with those top three players. But it's just, it's pretty hard to imagine that we're going to see somebody different than those three, if a thing in fact runs. Do we want to go to predictions?
0: Let's do it.
1: Let's do it. No soundboard. So no Flingy fling sound effects. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna go. Keely in first. A thing in second. Mary in third.
0: Ben's predictions. Mary Mora. Keely Hodginsons. Raven Rogers. Where's the thing? Well, I'm 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 under the impression that she's probably not running
1: said earlier you thought she was running but
0: then i then i realized that there isn't an open spot i was under the impression that just because there's a buy would would allow somebody else to push in but that's not true she'll just run paris next year
1: yeah well we'll see (laughs) next up men's 800 meters The world lead in this event is 143.22. That was by Wycliffe Kenyamal, who has not entered in this event. The fastest entry is Emmanuel Wanyonyi from Kenya, who has run 143.27, so pretty close to that world lead. Uh, There are a lot of big names in this. Wanyonyi, like we mentioned, Marco Arop. There are the two Algerians, Simane Moula and Jamel Sejadi. We have Robert from France. We have the U.S. team, Bryce Hopple, Isaiah Harris, Clayton Murphy. There are, I mean, there are good names in this. I'm curious what you think about the international scene of the 800 meters after we heard so vehemently from you about the U.S. 800 meters. Do you still feel that the 800 is boring? A
0: little bit. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious to see with with a new champion coming in. and.
1: Well, we don't necessarily... Okay, we do have to say Emmanuel Career has the bye. He won in Oregon last yep. year. He hasn't run very... I think he's run like 147 this year. He hasn't run very fast. But he also had run relatively slowly going into Oregon and, like, kind of came out of nowhere to win at Oregon. I mean, he had still run faster than he has run this year. I think he had run, like, 145 high. But it wasn't anything that people were like, that guy's going to win again. And this year he's run, like, 147. So it's, you know, it's definitely not in the realm of what he had run. But, yeah, I mean, I think there's still a chance, right? Like, we can't assume that there's going to be – that Emmanuel Kerr is going to be completely out of it is what I'm saying.
0: And or- <laughs> and going do was a sloppy race. It was a sloppy race with with 200 meters to go.
1: Yeah.
0: And Emmanuel Kerr came up with it.
1: So last year, Career won. Sajadi had silver, and Arop was third. Yep. No Americans last year advanced out of the heats, which is crazy. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to be looking for a bit of redemption. If anybody gets out of the heats, it's an improvement from last year. You have to assume they will.
0: No. You don't think (laughs) I think we'll only see one American in the final. I think that's Hoppel.
1: Okay, but I'm talking about getting out of the heats. We don't I guess we don't need to spend a lot of podcast time on that, but you so you think Hopples making the final? Yeah, I
0: don't I think all three of them I think Clayton's the one on the bubble to some degree. I I think he he lacks the closing speed that has favored him so long in his career where he's one of the few guys that is still going forward. But it doesn't seem like it's there as much. And maybe he's he's doing some different stuff in practice and he'll be ready. But I think he's the one that's a little concerning to get through the first heat. I, I think he's he's confident and sometimes he can be a little bit overconfident. And without that last 10, 30-meter drive, it can, be, it can catch him. I think he'll make it to semis and then it'll be a tough go for both Zaya and Clayton, um, I think Hoppe will make it. I, I'd like to see Isaiah Harris make it, but I think making a world final in the eight is 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 tough.
1: So all three of the the podium placers from last year will be there. Certainly, Sajadi and Arop are in form. You have to say Wanyoni is likely the favorite. I think he's already had two Diamond League wins in Paris and Rabat this year. He's super young. He's 19 years old. He was yeah. four at Worlds last year, and he was 17 then, even yeah. though it was last year just because of when his birthday was. He was, he was 17 when he did that, which is – that's pretty young.
0: Yeah. It, it looks like the 800 women's field. Young yeah. athletes doing big
1: things. Young athletes doing big things. I agree with you that – Hopple will be the highest placing American. I think he's shown just a, a pretty consistent showing so far this year of b- being able to navigate and get into the right place, whether that's flashy enough to, to get to a podium remains to be seen. But I do think it, it puts himself in a good position um, to be in the final and to try to contend.
0: I agree. I think he's just boring enough that he'll sneak in there.
1: So, do you want to do predictions?
0: Let's do them. My predictions, Wiani, Hopple, a rock.
1: Hopple, Silver.
0: Yeah. I, there's. Here's my really quick argument. There's a lot of wild cards in this one. And I think Hopple can execute when there's a lot of stuff going on around him. He he's shown that. He showed that at USA's, that the little pushing and shoving didn't really affect him. And I I think that's gonna that's gonna favor him. I think this is gonna be again a little bit sloppy like it was in Oregon twenty two. And I think I think he has a good chance to capitalize on it. I think he has a good chance on capitalizing and on the idea that so many of these athletes are looking to upset. And I think he isn't. He's just going to run his own race, be in it, and look around and be like, people are making mistakes, and I'm going to take advantage of this. Your predictions.
1: My predictions. Ugh. I definitely think that Wanyanyu is going to win. I yeah. think that I'm going to go Sajadi and Mullah. I just sort of have a feeling that we're going to see an Algeria two three ah. marco arop kind of H. just gets pushed off a, a repeat metal performance yeah so let's
0: we'll but you know he'll be there he'll be in it and just okay. does he fade too soon let's
1: we'll see all right women's 1500 meters world lead is 349 11. That's by Faith Kipiagon. Theme of the race, all Faith, all the time. Big names in the race, obviously Faith. Sifan Hassan has entered. We don't know if she's gonna run. Uh, We have Herut Meshesha of Ethiopia, Berkahailam of Ethiopia, Dhirabeh Wilteji, Laura Muir of Great Britain. We have Lyndon Hall and Jess Hull of Australia. We have McGeehan from Ireland. The U.S. team is Nikki Hiltz, Corey McGee, and Sinclair Johnson. For a little bit of context for our theme of all faith, all the time, Faith has broken the mile world record this outdoor season, running 4:07.64. People say that a woman's not going to run sub four. Those people are dumb. A minute. But- the 5K world record. Also, she's run this season 14:05:20. So, what do we think is going to happen?
0: I mean, it's a really a, a surge of athletes running so fast. I mean, Lyndon Hall, Jess Hall, McGeehan, its incredible. Nikki, they're crushing it.
1: Sure. I just think. time, of course. I. Yeah. I I, mean, I it's don't think sort of so. hard. It, we're, the thing that we're going to be talking about is who is 2-3. If there is a bet, the safest bet, if you, like, had to bet all of the money you had on one athlete in one race, it would be this one, right?
0: But I don't think you actually make any money. The odds don't work. I don't know how betting odds really work, but I think you just get your money back. You make, like, a dollar.
1: Well... Okay, if someone said, you'll die if you don't get it right, this is what you would guess, right?
0: <laughs> sure. I don't think Safan Hassan is going to run the 15. I, I think it's it's just too many events. She hasn't had the same season she's had in years past. I, I think this is the one, one event she drops. It's a lot of races for one medal versus the 10 and five. Yeah. So I think she drops this. It leaves the door open a little bit for another athlete to potentially sneak in there. We'll see. I think I think you're right. I think Faith goes out and, and shows that she's ready to ready to rip.
1: I think all three Americans make the final.
0: Totally agree.
1: I think they've just been running strong, consistent, what you need to do to get through rounds, all three of them. And I feel pretty confident in that.
0: Yeah, uh, sure. I think St. Clair will have the tough part to make. Corey, Nikki, Sherbats. Sure
1: yeah, I feel good about that too. The the what happens behind Faith is super interesting. Does any does Faith go for it, and everybody just let her go, and then they try to sort stuff amongst themselves? How does this race play out?
0: everybody goes for it
1: you you Just, think but do you think faith takes the lead right away instantly yeah i do too
0: i think no doubt faith goes to the front she runs within herself but it's still fast it's 353 pace and everybody single files behind her and it's a war of attrition exactly
1: i agree mashasha has run very fast so far this year. If that's the type of race that it is, then I think you have to put Meshesha in there pretty high. Laura Muir is a gritty runner who finds a way to be present and close down even when she seems like she's completely out of gas, she still finds a way to accelerate. But if it comes down to just a scrappy finish and who has anything left after a pretty fast race, how do you bet against Nikki?
0: I don't think you can. I I, I think the only thing that can do them in is they go all in the first 800 meters and they suffer because of it.
1: And if that's the case then they're not even a factor going into the final lap
0: at all. I think they'll still be there until the last 300, 200 meters and people start coming undone.
1: I'm super excited for this race. As I'm looking through this field and I'm looking down the descending order list of the entries, even if Safan Hassan doesn't run it, the the fight for two three is gonna be pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, totally. I, I think the the person that we haven't mentioned is Katie Snowden. She she upset Laura Mir at the UK trials. Now, mm-hmm. is that a huge indicator? Maybe not, but they've had a fantastic season so far. It's it's been a breakout season, and I think you take that momentum. To the final, and you're there and you're like, hell with it, I'm gonna go for it. Mm -hmm. And hopefully my fitness brings me through. And if it doesn't, hell with it. I've had the best season of my life.
1: Yeah, I Katie Snowden has run like four flat, four flat oh four. Yeah. Um so Meshesha, the Ethiopian, has run 354.87 so far this season just for those listening at home Mashasha has the second fastest seed time at 354 and Faith's time is 349 it is literally a 5 almost 6 second difference with a 354 high to a 349 low pretty big gap
0: big gap and i think that i i think you can't bet against her
1: against faith yeah yeah for sure okay so predictions
0: Predictions.
1: Faith Kipiagon in first. Hirut Meshesha in second. I'm going to go Nikki Hiltz for third. Heart pick.
0: Ben's predictions. Faith Kipiagon, Tenji, Nikki Hiltz.
1: Next up is the 1500 meters men. World lead in this event is 32714 14 by Jakob Ingebrigtsen, which has to lead us to the theme of the race, which is can anybody beat Jakob after the season that he's put together so far? Big names in this race, other than Ingebrigtsen, we have Mo Couture from Spain. We have Yard Nagus of the States. We have Tim Chariot. Of Kenya, Abel Kipsang of Kenya. There's a pretty strong uh, Team GB with Josh Kerr, Neil Gurley, and Elliot Giles. Uh, Additionally, on the US team, we have Joe Wascom and Cole Hawker. We should mention the 2022 champ, Jake Whiteman. You know, many people thought that last year Ingebertson was a lock for the 15 and he got beat by Jake. But he's out due to injury. Um, and sort of since then, you know, Jakob won the 5,000 meters at Worlds after he lost the 15, and then this year he broke the two-mile world record. He ran 7.54, quite fast for a two-mile. What do you think? How is this playing out, former 1,500-meter runner?
0: This, this one's a tough one. I. I think when we first saw like a Tim Chariot break onto the scene, people hadn't caught up yet. It was, it was fast and it was really, uh, who wants to run for second and third? And I think Ingebrigtsen has to be a little careful that there's something still there with 300, 200 meters to go. I think he learned from last year that he's gotta have another gear. At some point. And it doesn't even have to be a gear. It just has to be a show of like, I still have some life to keep moving forward. Yeah. And I think if you get caught flat footed down the home stretch, it's super hard to bring that momentum back.
1: I agree. I think in terms of the US team.
0: Who makes the final?
1: I think maybe all three. Again, but, it, but it's, a, it's a, a less confident all three than I felt in the women's 1500. I, I kind of bet against Joe Wascom and, in fact, all collegians at USA's, and it sort of bit me in the ass. Like, Kenneth Rooks came through in the steeple and was like, you're an idiot, I won. And so I, you know, I want to be like, oh, Joe's going to be tired from his long NCAA season and winning USAs. And like, okay, athletes are now like, I never get tired. I'm invincible. I have super spikes. Life is good. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I I, of the three, I would say, okay, I I would I would think Joe might not and only because of a long season. But I, I think that's BS. I think I think they're all making it.
0: Wow, I think I think Cole Hawker's the one at risk. I think he has good strength, and I think he he's had enough time to get some more, couple more races and some bigger sessions, and a little bit more consistency. But I he hasn't run that fast yet. Everybody who who will make this final has run really fast. Either they've run 350 in the mile or they've run 330. And Cole hasn't yet. Yeah. Now, that's not going to play a big factor. I think it will when it comes to that blanket finish that you always see in the semis, where it's a lean, it's a I didn't have enough space on the inside, or somebody came up the inside and nipped me for the for for a qual, qualifying spot. One More thing to we'll talk about
1: before we before we kind of move on in this is. World athletics now took away at world champs little cues. So it's yeah. only big cues. So the yeah. only thing that matters is your position in the heat and in the semi. So no longer are you aware of the time of the heat before you, what you like have to run, what your minimum time is. It really is just racing within the race you're in, which I like. I think that's nice. I, I do too.
0: I, I, I don't know how much it always played a huge factor. Like, I think at some point, I think almost all the little cues always came from the last heat. They just knew what they needed to do. And and, and especially on the men's side, they were everybody was so overconfident that like, we're going to run just fast enough and we're all going to go through. And it, and it always came down to like points. It was always like thousands of a second that like those small cues snuck in. But I I think that's where Cole Hawker is most vulnerable, the blanket finish and not having run that fast this season. I could be wrong, but I I think that's kind of where my head is.
1: So tell me about the Brits. How are you feeling about the Brits?
0: (sighs) Josh Kerr is a gamer. I think he's set up. I think him and Danny have set up a long play of getting ready for champs. He he opted to run the eight. He didn't run that fast at the at the UK champs in the eight, but I don't think he cared that much. It was let's let's get some experience over eight hundred. Let's get some more tactics, and let's go into the champs ready. And I think Neil Gurley. I think you've seen everything that you're going to see from a Neil Gurley. I think what he's shown throughout all these races, which have been fucking fantastic. But I think we've seen all of his cards. We haven't seen all of Josh Kerr's cards. And Elliot Giles, I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I'd kind of brush him off, I guess.
1: <laughs> so at USA's, you thought that Nagoose wasn't going to run to the level he was capable of running. And, you know, you still had him making the team, but you didn't have him winning. He won. Yeah. He won in a pretty dominating way relatively dominate okay okay i know you're gonna talk about Wascom, but he still won by a fair margin um after a little bit of a question mark maybe in the last what was that 150 yeah
0: he's still on another gear i i don't disagree i is he ready to medal he might be
1: he might be ready to medal I mean, with Yared, he won a Diamond League race this year. I think it's been like 20 years or something since an American has won a 1,500-meter Diamond League. That's, that's rare air. So yeah. you you can't just discount that. And I do think that he's someone who you haven't seen all the cards for. I think that's a great way of putting it. There are people here who you know what you're going to get, and still that might get them a spot on the podium. And then there are people who probably have a little bit more that you haven't seen and that might get them onto the podium
0: another big name in there is adele mccall what's he going to do he shows up ready to race
1: i mean adele beat Katir at the spanish championships
0: it Was a hell of a race so and now that we've gone through it you know yeah. that people are going to get knocked out you're not going to see everybody who's your predictions <laughs>
1: Gosh, you're kind of having me doubt what I originally thought, to be honest, which is really annoying. Oh, but yeah. I'm with it anyways. Uh, I'm gonna go Britson for the win. I'm gonna go Nagoose in second, and I'm gonna go Gurley in third.
0: I'm Britson. Kip saying. Kerr.
1: Kip sang. Told Yeah. About Abel Kip saying. Dang it. Okay. That's a good. Those are good picks women's 5000 meters. World lead in this event is Faith Kipyegon. World record 140520. That's a swift world lead, I would say. This race is going to be kind of epic. Titans clash. That's my theme. Big names, Kipiagon. We have Latesenbet Gede of Ethiopia. We have Gudaf Segay of Ethiopia. We have Beatrice Chabet of Kenya. We have Sifan Hassan entered. Medina Issa, Alicia Monson. I mean, there are a lot of good runners in this race. This is, I think this is going to be one of the races of, of the entire event, one of the best races of the world champs. What do you think is going to happen?
0: I think it's heavy hitters from the gun, I, I think the three women up, up front, Faith, G'day, Sege, it's going to be heavy hitters. And I don't think anybody wants it to sit around. I, I think it's it's on from the gun. But I I, I, I think Alicia Monson, Elise Cranny have, have caught up. They're still in the mix. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think they'll be there for a long time. So for
1: reference, the US team, Elise Cranny, Alicia Monson, who has run the US record this season. She ran 1419, and we have Natasha Rogers. Even though Alicia ran the US record, she didn't win US champs. That was Elise. That's a strong US team. Super strong. I think what's crazy is that I agree with you that those top three, Sege, Kipiegon, and Gade are are the, the power players in this field, but the 5k is super deep, super deep, you know, in a way that we, I don't, I feel like we just haven't necessarily seen before. I think that the women's distance running is just starting to flourish and thrive in a way that even, even a few year, years ago, like 15, 15 in the women's 5k was, was still somewhat competitive globally and now we're talking about fourteen twenty being pretty competitive i mean it's like a minute faster yeah. and that's just the way that like and that's the whole world it's not just the top three that are like that that's cool
0: yeah and we didn't mention hassan, uh, safan hassan who potentially will raise the 5k
1: This is, okay, this is a little bit of an issue that you never know who's actually racing until you see the heat sheets. I feel like that's frustrating. It's frustrating as a fan. It's frustrating as a fan that we still don't know if a thing mo is racing. It's frustrating as a fan that we don't know which events Sifan Hassan is going to run. I want to know what she's running, not just for my podcast, but just so that I know.
0: And I I think it it makes it a little bit easier to go through and and start problem-solving races. I, I think as, as a coach or as an athlete, the dynamic that an athlete may or may not run has a big factor. Yeah. I don't think so, Safan Hassan's going to add much until the later stages. She's yeah. not, she's going to be anonymous for a long time until either she feels a to go up front, but that's not going to happen. G'day is never going to let that happen.
1: I mean, G'day is so prominent up front and at stretching out and stretching out and stretching out but sege is also like anytime my brain kind of starts to go down like okay like how could you really bet against g'day then i'm like uh faith ran 1405 and was like oh did i do that and then you have sege who who Sege, who also has run really fast in the 10K this year, I mean, has, does anyone have, I, you know, you say, like, who has the range of Safana-san? Oh, uh, Godf Sege has some pretty yeah. incredible range, too. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And,
0: and, I, and I think, I don't think Elise Cranny and Alicia Monson are out of out of the picture for the top five.
1: I agree. I completely agree with you do you think it's another war of attrition or do you think everyone is still together? I think that uh, I'm going to answer my own question. I'm so sorry to, to ask and then answer my own. I think that this race is going to be faster than 1420. But I
0: don't think that takes Monson or cranny out of the conversation.
1: Oh, I completely agree.
0: I think you might see a new American record. It's a little bit like Molly huddle in the 10 K. At Rio. Where she she ran an unbelievable race. And this could be one of those moments where an athlete comes up and stays in it and and is in the hunt for a long time. Maybe doesn't get a medal, but ends up in the top five, but walks away with a new American record.
1: That's I like that prediction. Do we want to go to predictions? We do. I think Segai... Man, okay, yeah, I think Segai wins, I think Faith is second, and I think G'day is third after having led a ton of it and gets, like, passed in the last 50, tragically, sadly. Segai, Faith, G'day. So those are my top three.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to change mine up. I'm going to go, Tessie, I'm going to go Safan Hassan. And then I'm going to go G'day. I, I would like to see G'day move up, but I, I think she's she's third. And, and that guess what? That doesn't put faith in the medals in the 5K. It's insane that I'm going to say that because she ran 14.05. But the only way that she medals is being third and beats G'day because G'day does way too much work for way too long. But I don't think she'll need to. I don't think G'day needs to be the same G'day she's been in so many champs where she needs to string it out because I think Faith and guy will both string it out.
1: I'm so excited to watch this race.
0: I'm I'm super pumped.
1: Okay. 5,000-meter men. World lead in this event is 1240 45 which is by Barihu Aragawi. That was in the Lausanne Diamond League at the end of June. So not that long ago. Theme of this race, this is going to be war. There's going to be young blood trying to disrupt those with faster PBs. There are so many strong athletes in this event. And am- amazing people are going to be left off the podium. It, yeah. it's, it's just going to be this epic battle. So we have Jakob Ingebrigtsen in the entries back to defend his title. We have Aragawi with the world lead. We have Joshua Cheptegei. We have Yomif Kajelcha, Hagos Gebruet, who has been around for so long and still crushing in the 5K. We have Telehun Haile Bekele. We have Mo Couture. We have Jacob Kirop, we have Louis Grijalva, we have Mohamed, we have the Americans in Abdi Noor, Paul Chalimo, and Sean McGordy. The I don't even know where to begin.
0: But it might lack luster with No way! No way. With with all these athletes and these and, and, and these larger than life figures. That are all coming in with unreal PRs. It might lack luster. Like you, you know, the women are going to go to war. They're ready to die. And I think, I think sometimes the men have this tendency to be like, ah, "We don't have to start yet. Like we're not yet. Like give me one more lap, and like we'll feel it out." And I think one of the coolest pictures you'll see out of this men's 5K is there's going to be that point where everybody's like, it's on. It's on. And either it's going to be at the back stretch or down the home stretch. But you're going to have eight guys wide all looking to to creep up. And it might not be fast, right? It might be 64, 63 pace, which is, which is fast, but not to what everybody's run. So everybody's going to be pretty comfortable sliding out and sliding out because nobody wants to miss the moment. But I don't think it's going to be this this train of I'm going to lead now. You're going to lead now and we're going to string this out and I'm, I'm going to ruin everybody.
1: I don't and think that's going to happen because everybody thinks they're the shit. Exactly. I totally agree with you. I just I keep thinking I mean, I will always think of jacob and the 5k at oregon with the water right to me that was such an indicator of the type of race that the 5k is it's this mental war and jacob won he won in that moment he didn't even have to run the rest of the race he won when he was like oh i'm I'm gonna go out here and grab this water i'm not really thirsty but i can do it do you guys see me holding this cup of water it's so delicious.
0: Yeah.
1: I, it's so cool. How are, how are you guys doing over there? I'm just going to hold it for a little bit. Like that is so, uh, that is just so badass. And he knew when he did it and everybody else knew when he did it. I mean, you could have just, you know, wiped your hands and the race was over then. And I feel like it's going to be something similar here where it's everybody thinks that they're the guy. So who's going to be the guy?
0: And and the guy that I think it's going to be is somebody unexpected. And and I don't want to give away my my predictions yet, but I think it's somebody that's kept their head down and is going to come into it with enough experience and fitness and be like, young bucks, I'm just waiting for that perfect moment.
1: It's worth noting that Jacob Kiplimo of Uganda is out historically um, Kip Limo and Chepteguy have had those team tactics before where they sort of help each other. Um, so you know, the question is can Cheptagey do it on his own? I don't I'm I'm trying to think of who I'm even gonna say is gonna is gonna win this race. It's yeah. hard. What are your predictions, Ben?
0: Ben's predictions, Kajelcha. <laughs> Kip Kiptakir. He won Kikir won Rome Diamond League.
1: Oh, Nicholas Kip yeah. So I'm gonna go Aragawi for the win. Inga in second. wet. in third. And I think I think Opti Nora's fourth. <sighs> no, I know I'm I'm counting Nor in fourth. I I I wanna put Abdi on the podium, but I think not there yet. But um, I but I, I, think he's close.
0: I, and I think he'll be there, I, I, like a Louis Gujava. He'll be in the mix, but that last 400 is going to be insane. And I, And I think the difference between closing fast and what these three will be able to produce is just to another level.
1: Okay, 10,000-meter women. World lead in this event is by Gudafsagai, 29-29. Theme of the race, probably can Gaday defend her title? And also, which event is Sivan Hassan doing? If she's doing this one, this is the first. The women's 10K is on the first day of the champs. It's on the Saturday, the 19th of August. So we'll know pretty quick what Sifan has decided to do if she shows up on this start line which I think I think she will I have questions about that for you but let's go through the big names first Gudaf Sagai of Ethiopia, Sifan Hassan of the Netherlands, Letesenbek Gadei of Ethiopia we have Tae of Ethiopia, we have Hailu, we have Eilish McColgan, we have Alicia Monson, Elise Cranny and Natasha Rogers who are on the U.S. team Diane van S of the Netherlands. This is a super strong field. I'm I'm so curious what event you think Safon is going to run, or events. What events do you think Safon is going to run?
0: I I think only the five and ten. I think she's going to show up, want to run the ten, feel out her legs. But I think it. I think some of it comes down to she medals right away. She medals right away in the 10K. Then I think she'll. She'll gamble on the idea that, like, hey, I'll 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 toy around with with two events or three events at the champs and see what happens because I've already put myself in a in a position where I've won a medal.
1: Well, she would have to make that the women's fifteen hundred meters is on the morning of the first day, the first round. So she would have to make that decision right away if she's running the yeah.
0: fifteen. I don't yeah. think she's going to. I think it it it's going to be ten five. Go from there. I think the women's 15 is just so much better than it's ever been, and it's a requires so much more work to get through rounds. And the risk is that you're you're tired, you've expended way more. And she's moved away from shorter stuff. She she's a marathon.
1: But the, the one thing that I'll say to Safon is that she seems to be very motivated by extremely hard challenges like she's someone who wants to just put herself through the ringer and just see how she gets spit out like she has tripled before she has run a marathon she has shown incredible range across so many different events and and that would be something, just that sort of intrinsic motivation that she seems to have to just challenge herself with sometimes almost what seems like really insurmountable challenges. Like she wants to put that in her own way. It just seems like that would be the motivating factor to to challenge somebody like a Faith kipyagon might be motivating to her. But I do agree with you that that just the way the schedule is laid out with the 15 in the morning and the 10k that night on the first day, it just seems pretty unlikely that she'll end up running the 15.
0: But bringing it back to the subject at hand, the women's 10k, she's going to be irrelevant into the last 300 meters anyways. She's not going to make this race. She'll just steal the shell if she does anything at all. I think it's good day. I think it's
1: if she does anything at all, how could yeah. you how could you just go in here being like, oh yeah, Safan Hassan might not do anything at all? I feel like Because
0: I think people have caught up. Again, I think people have caught up. It's it's all well and good to look at her marathon and everything she's done in the past, but we're not we're not looking at record books and, and, and admiring people's careers. We're we're writing history this week. That's and, fair and you're another year older, you've done really cool stuff. And, and that, doesn't, that doesn't matter when the gun goes off. It's what, what have I done to be able to prepare for, for today's war?
1: Then who's making the podium?
0: I think it's, I think G'day does a ton of work. I think G'day does a lot of the work to try to get rid of test guy. And, and test Guy is like, okay, cool. I, I am I am just going to let you do everything, and I'm going to kick by you, and uh, cool, I've, I've won. And G'day has to hope that, like, she's shaking enough athletes off to secure a medal.
1: So who's your top three?
0: Teske, 100%. 100%. I don't see it going another way unless she doesn't run it. I'm going to say Hassan comes up with third, good day is is second kind of jumped around there but that's my that's my order
1: i'm gonna go good day and first i think she defends the title i think she's a silent killer and i think she does it again i think sega gets second and Sifan hassan gets third i think Safan Hassan podiums
0: i i look back and i i think about Tegan Camp nearly getting a medal at a World Champs, and I think that's going to be the story of Elise Cranny this meet. She's going to be so close to a world medal in that 10K. It's going to be heartbreaking. But I think she's going to be right there, coming with a full head of steam down the down the last 100 meters, but come up a little short and end up in fourth.
1: Man, Elise Cranny, she could do something special.
0: She could. But I don't. I think she'll be right there. It'll be devastating. It'll be devastatingly exciting.
1: <laughs> Moving on to the men's ten thousand meters, the world lead is twenty six fifty. That's by Aragawi. That was in Spain in June. I think theme of the race is can defending champ Joshua Cheptegei. Hold and make it happen again. He won't have Kip Limo to work with. Are others gonna kind of step up and and fight Cheptegai off? The big names in this are Joshua Cheptegai of Uganda, uh Aragawi of Ethiopia, we have selamon Berega of Ethiopia. Um, in terms of Americans, we have Woody Kincaid, Joe klecker and Sean McGordy. We also have Bernard Kibet, we have Tedese Worku, we have Mohamed, we have Balu, Berhanu Balu of Bahrain. So again, pretty deep field. And who who rises who rises up here, Ben?
0: This is gonna be an another weird race at World Championships. It's just an odd one where Joshua Chapter guy strong enough to pull away from everybody? I, I don't think so. Aragawi, I, I I don't think he's going to run that brave and be like, I'm going to go up front and push the pace. I think that's guaranteed to be a, a, a fifth at best. There's just too many guys that can be there and close. So I think it's going to be a little bit of a stalemate for a little bit. and. It's an unfold. I'd love to see like a, a great battle where somebody like a Joe Klecker steps up and says, hey, I'll be up front a little bit, and I'll put my name in there. But I think the smart thing for Sean McGordy, you know he's going to do it, is everybody kind of sit on the rail and, and fall asleep for as many laps as you can and wait to run the fastest mile you can over the last, the last laps.
1: You know, we, we really haven't talked about Mohammed at all. We didn't talk about him in the five. Does Mo have a presence in this race?
0: He's ready to run a marathon.
1: Do you think so?
0: Yeah. He was unbelievable when the races were run a little bit slower. He could summon a really good kick and close when it was a 13.05 race. And when it was a 27-minute race, he, he was great time trialer. He ran really fast. But now that people are able to close on what a lot of people's PRs are has kind of changed the game. And I think Mo Meds have a ton of success when he moves over to the marathon. I, I think he showed that with the little bit of road racing he did this spring. I, I would not be shocked if he puts his hat in there for Paris.
1: Oh, that would be crazy. Yeah. I'm looking at this field. I think that an American has a shot here. And I think if there's an American that has a shot based on what you said, where it's like who can run the fastest last mile, then it has to be Woody, right? And Woody, is it running? I mean, none of of, Woody and Joe aren't doubling. Sean is doubling. But with just one event to focus on, that has to be – Better but for Sean them. Has
0: the, week, Sean has a week to recover. Almost gets through this first 10k, and then he deals with the 5k. I, the person that looked the best at US champs was Sean mccordy He was the only person out of these two that showed life in the 5k.
1: Yeah, which is all well and good when he wasn't running against people who've run 12:40. He'd run against people who are running 1245, but five seconds is a big difference.
0: But we're talking about a 10k that won't be won in 27 flat. I think Sean McGordy is is the fastest miler out of these three.
1: Huh. Well, I mean, I do you want to do predictions?
0: We can jump right into it.
1: I don't know. I feel like there's the big names. There's no Kip limo again who was yep. third. So what happens?
0: I want to hear your I want to hear your per- predictions.
1: Okay, I think I think Argawi beats Chetay. I think guy is in second. Oh, man, I'm looking at Selamon Berega and I'm like, oh, is he gonna do it? I'm you know I'm gonna go Woody. I'm gonna go Woody gets third.
0: Wow, man, that's so, bold.
1: That's a really bold pick. I oh,
0: yeah.
1: I'm sticking with it. I'm picking Woody over Borrega. I have
0: Eric I, I I want Borrega to win. I, I always liked him. I always felt like he always ran with such passion, and, and he made so many races happen. So I'm going to go Borrega. I'm going to say he gets this one. I'm saying that, like, he's learned. This is his year. So Borrega winning guy, second, and Aragawi third. And, and if I'm going to pick the top American, since you picked Woody for third, I'm going to pick Sean McGordy comes out ahead. Whew. Whew. <laughs> Time will tell. We'll see.
1: Now let's talk about the women's 3,000-meter steeplechase. We, no matter what, are going to have a new champion from last year because Nora Gerudo of Kazakhstan, who won last year in a championship record, 8.53, close to flat, I think, got popped. So she ain't here. We have a world lead time of 8.57.36. That's by Jacqueline Chepkoech of Kenya that was at the London Diamond League in July if we go by the form chart this race might be a bit snoozy might, might be a bit might be a bit sleepy I don't know that we want to go by the form chart but I mean there are big names there's Jacqueline Chipkowicz there's also Beatrice Chipkowicz. Um, we have Sembo Almeyu of Ethiopia we have um, Winfred Yavi of Bahrain um, we have Faith Charitage of Kenya. We have Alice Finault, who I, I don't think we've ever talked about before. She's French, but she's run pretty fast. She's run 910. So we have a, a ton of athletes and the Americans. We have Chrissy Gear, Emma Coburn, Courtney Waymont, pretty strong US contingent. Yeah, I'm not so thrilled looking at this, <laughs> looking at this chart.
0: Feels like the steeples are always full of drama. The women have had historically a lot of issues where if you're top five, hell, you might get a medal down the road. Yeah. And that's that's big.
1: You're I feel like you're 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 you know, tiptoeing around the reality. It's an event that has seen a lot of especially the women's side, a lot of athletes get popped.
0: Yeah. And not only just athletes getting popped, but there's also been meet organizers setting barriers at the wrong heights. It just seems like the steeples, both men and women, are always full of drama. Dude in the steeple punched a mascot once. <laughs> got be cued for pulling off his shirt. It's like, there's a lot of things that are going on in the steeple chases across both men and women.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like this race might be kind of boring. Yeah. I, I hope it's not. I hope it's not. Because I do think that there's there's like an upswelling of people. I mean, if you look at the descending order list, you have Chipkovich at that 8.57, and then you have a ton of athletes between 9 and 9.10. I think you have like 9 or 10 other athletes who are sort of in that range, which is, that's good depth. Like yeah. for, I mean, 9.10 is, is super quick.
0: Yeah. And
1: like in the final, I think it's not going to be, you know, have one athlete, 5 billion miles behind everybody else and then like it's just one person one person i don't necessarily think it's going to look like that but what's going to happen here
0: i i think the reality right is chrissy gear can't keep making miracles happen i think usa's was huge but to go to a world level and then have another huge PR after another huge PR is asking a lot. Is she done run really well? Yeah, she's not run really well. But I think rounds are gonna be tough. I I don't think we see the best Emma Coburn that we've we've seen in the years past. And Courtney Weymouth, I, I think making the final and being competitive in it is is a huge step forward. Looking at it American side, it it is a little lacklustery. I think in years past, you talked about Courtney and you talked about Emma having a chance to medal, and they did. And this year, it doesn't seem like that's maybe a possibility. Maybe since USA's till now, Emma's training has taken a really big turn and she's ready to show up. But I think making the final and running a great race would be a pretty big year considering everything that's happened.
1: I think if you're able to run 905 to 907, you can medal in this race, like on the day.
0: But I think it's got to be a really well run 905 to make it happen. And I think, like, for Chrissy Gear to run another 15 second PR.
1: Not a 15 second PR, though, just in defense of Chrissy Gear, right? So, Chrissy Gear. Has run nine twelve eighty one. That's her PB. That's from this season. Okay, like to get from that to nine oh seven is only five seconds. So it's but you're not asking, like you're, the realm of possibility. And she closes like a freight train. So it's but, not like she can't I, pick up a second here and there.
0: I, but come on, come on. I think I think she has shown that like she fades. There's a little bit of like, hey, I, I'm hurting. I'm gonna fade a little bit, and then I'm gonna come home. And I think the difference between coming home when it's a 9-15 race versus coming home when it's a 9-0, that gap is so much bigger. And your hope of closing it mentally is huge. Like when you can see an athlete and when you can't see an athlete, that's huge. So look, to look across the track and be like, oh, there's the lead pack, but I'm over here, mentally is a huge barrier to get over. She's super mentally tough. I will give her that like at USAs I was like oof oof I don't know and then she came up with it but there is the reality that like they're going to be on 9 minute pace they potentially could be and I think that's a big that's a lot of distance
1: I think you're right that it's going to be one at like right around 9 minutes I think it's a it's an event where and this is just going off of recollection and not necessarily data So, so sorry if I'm completely off base, but it does seem like it's an event that it's, it's one around what like the competitive times of the season has been. So it's not like, it's not like a Rio 2016, 1500 meter final where you have people running way slower and running tactically in order to like achieve something in that race. It's a race where if the world lead is around 8:57, they're probably going to run around 8:57 to win, or or just a little bit slower than that, maybe a little bit faster than that. It, it just seems like it's that kind of of an event.
0: Yeah, totally agree. So predictions, let's hear them.
1: Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I think I think you kind of have to go on the form chart. So I think yeah. you go with with Jacqueline Chepkoech. I'm gonna go a little bit differently. I think. You also have Beatrice Chepkovich in second. And then yeah, and then Sembo Almeyu in third.
0: It's really it's really I wanna throw somebody else in there, but I I am sold on on those three as well. That is my predictions as well. Sorry, same. everybody in the audience. We are our predictions are the same.
1: All right. Last event on the track of what we're covering, the men's 3,000-meter steeplechase. World lead is Lamesha Gurma's very epic 752-11 world record. Theme of the race, man, head-to-head for the ages, El Bacali versus Gurma. I I, I feel like this race is going to be one of those races that in 10, 15 years people are watching on YouTube or whatever the equivalent of YouTube is in 15 years. And it's like one of those clashes that stands the test of time, just based on the strength of both the runners, the seasons, both of them have had, it's going to be a huge, huge battle. This head to head is going to be really good. There are other good runners in the, in the, in the event. Um, In addition to those two, you know, we have Simon kiprop Koech of Kenya. We have Getnet Wale of Ethiopia, Abraham Kibiwad of Kenya. We have Bet. We have Mira of Japan. The U.S. team is uh, Rooks, uh, Kenneth Rooks, Bernard Keeter, and Isaac
0: Updike.
1: People's champ. People's champ, Isaac Updike. So, El won in Oregon in 2022. Gurma was second. In this field, Wale was fourth. I think Consasas Kipruto was third, but he's not going to be running here. The only race featuring both El Bacali and Gurma this year was in Doha. It was a flat 3K, and Gurma came out on top there. He won that race, won the Open 3K in 7.26. So fast. El Bacali was fourth in 733 so what happens
0: it's hard to bet against a guy that sets the world record yet el bacali is a far superior hurdler he, he steeples better he, he executes better and i and i don't think Gurma can get away from bacali bacali's way too tough he's not going to let that happen and i think when it comes down to the last Few barriers, El Bacalli's going to have it. I, 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 he's a bedler, better hurdler. And I think that's going to make the biggest difference. He gets to the ground faster, which means he gets moving faster. And his in-between hurdling is going to make all the difference.
1: I think the thing about El Bacalli is he's super tough. I remember, do you remember last year we were, you had a workout at South Eugene track and we were there and El Bacali was doing a session there before the final. I do. He was running alone. His coach was just sort of like wandering around and he just, he was just so laser focused. He was just on it. And it it was, it was super impressive because he was just churning out these reps and seeing him like, I mean, that close and just witnessing him doing work, he's, he's a tough guy. And I think that that counts for a lot in the steeple, being able to be durable, being able to withstand challenges, being able to sort of force your body through the water and not falling. I mean, I mean, there's so much that goes, it's a super physical event. And I think that El Bacali is really, really tough, and I think that's why it feels hard to bet against him. I mean, obviously, he has a very decorated career behind him, so it's kind of like somebody who has has been there, has been in the top, and now this sort of, this person who's up and coming obviously just broke the world record. Yeah. It's going to be a really good race.
0: It's going to be a great race, and I I think it's a takeaway take away from all all the other stuff. Like, the U.S. guys won't matter in this race. They won't be mentioned until they're reading the results post-race. And I don't think they're all going to make the final. It's a, a hell of a final to make. And hopefully Isaac sneaks in there. It'd be amazing if Isaac gets in there. It'd be amazing if any of these guys get in there. I think this isn't the, the Evan Jaggers... U.S. champs anymore.
1: I mean, I think I think we could see a scenario where all three of them make the final, but I do think it's pretty tough
0: to do. Yep, I think it's super tough. All right, predictions.
1: Predictions. Oh my gosh, you go first.
0: Oh, Elbakali. He's better steepler. He's a better steepler. He he hurdles better, and then Germa. I think Germa's is going to come up second, but I think it's going to be really... It's... El Bacali will know he's one when he comes off that last water. He'll know right away that, like, Germa doesn't have enough to beat me between barriers because I get to the ground. And, and, and then I think it's a little bit of a toss-up who will be third, and, and I'm going to go outside of where i thought i would go but i'm gonna go with getting at wally he's only run 805 but i but i'm gonna go with him I, i've watched a few races and that's where i'm at with it
1: okay well i i have what i have written down and i just i don't think that i can i don't think i can bet against Al Bacali. no i, I in full disclosure, my predictions I have written down, I have Gurma winning and I just don't think that I can, I don't think I can say it out loud. I think I would, I would come to regret it. So I, I think I'm going Albacali for the win. I think I have Gurma in second and Kowach who's run super fast already this year, I think represents the Kenyans. I think we're gonna, yeah, I think we're gonna see Gir, uh Albacali, Gurma and Kowach on the podium. So that brings us to the end of the distance track events. There's obviously also going to be a men's and women's marathon in the streets of Budapest. I think that we're not going to do predictions on that because we're not that familiar with the fields. <laughs> I mean, there's we know the Americans pretty well, but no need. I mean, the the just for the context of the race... It's meant to be a pretty fast course, so you can expect some relatively fast times. Um, ben, your training partner in in Rory Linkletter is going to be running, so extra special cheers out to Rory. I hope that he does well. I think these champs are going to be really good. I'm going to be there halfway through, and I'm really I'm looking forward to. To to watching the competition, everything I've seen out of Budapest has seemed really cool. It seems like they're doing a really good job on their marketing side. The stadium looks really beautiful. The entire environment that they've created makes me really excited to go there. And I think it's going to be a fun champs. We've, we've obviously had a few high-profile withdrawals, and that sucks, but... At the same time, there's so many high-quality performances across the board. We've only talked about the distance track events here, but the hundreds are going to be out of this world. I think we're going to see the field events shine. I mean, it's going to be a really great championships, and I'm super excited to watch them.
0: I, I want to go back to what we talked about in the beginning, that going through predictions is tough when... There isn't that much information. It's easy to pull out a few names here and there and get a feel for how the race might go. But there's also some unpredictability about who who's running what events. And we don't know until they walk out of the tunnel. And, and they and they are or are not on the start line. So I think that makes it tough to do predictions and to do these buildups of like, what's Hassan, Safan Hassan going to do? It's fun to talk about. But it would be nice to be like, hey, we know that this is what events people are going to run. Yeah. It's a lot to keep up with, and we're only doing a portion of the track events. I, there are so many cool events, and, and I have my favorite events. You know, I, I, love the, I love the distance events, but,
1: you know, it's just me. All right. Well, I'm pretty excited to see all of the action. Things kick off on Saturday, August 19th, just around the corner. And, yeah, we're excited to watch. We hope you are, too. Thanks for listening, everybody.